Welcome back to Your Best Year Starts Here. And I wanted to talk about another acronym, but this one, this one is actually from my daughter's primary school that she's just left. So this was my daughter's last year in that school. She goes to grammar school in September and the school has a a motto of be or vision of be the best you can be where best is broken down. And I will be honest and say that I actually was involved in some of the creation of this. What a surprise. Um, because I've been chair of governors at the school while my daughter's been there, and as the governing body, teachers, yeah, staff, yeah, I know. Who would have known, right? Um, we we basically got together and we looked at the school's mission, the school's vision, and we decided it was way too complicated. And how could we make it appropriate for a primary school? And we came up with this thing: of be the best, you know, be the best we can be, or be the best you can be. Um, but then we were like, how can we actually make this so it's got more behind it? And so we came up with B E S T. And I actually think not just for a school. But for life, there's a really strong message in that acronym. And so I, want, I thought we could use it as an episode here. Isn't there a podcast be called... Your best year starts here. So exactly, the best thing fits, doesn't it? Cool. That was my thinking. So B stands for believe. Because let's face it, if you don't believe in something, you're never going to achieve that something. And you know that the little letters of believe is lying. Absolutely, yeah. And many people don't even believe they are lying. Very good. You know, um, and you know, denial is not a, a river in Egypt, and you know various other things, <laughs> or not just a river in Egypt. You know, we could go go into all kinds of variations around that. But you know, the serious point here is a zoo with only one animal. <laughs> no, yeah, I knew where you were going. Um, you know, but but let's get serious for a minute. Anything you've ever set out to achieve in your life, if you didn't believe it was possible, you haven't done it. Got to have belief. You know, so if you don't believe in something, then why are you bothering? Now, you know, my daughter's primary school is actually a Church of England school, so there's some faith behind that belief as well. Um, Training language works, by the way. Well, I was about to say, you know, I'm not going to get into a conversation about what type of faith that you know, anyone should, shouldn't have. Um, I'm very much a believer of the God of your understanding. But I do think that, you know, and this might be slightly controversial, but I do think for most people, we have something that we believe in, even if we don't call it that. It might be the universe, it might be but faith, you know it might be spirit. Belief. But you know what you know about belief? You know when you nearly hit a car, and you kind of look up to the heaven and go, "Three God, or whatever you do. So you believe in something. But one of my favourite ones I've heard anyone say is, thank God I'm not religious. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but in that moment when you nearly had an accident, yeah. you automatically look up, and you know, whether you do cross or whether you, you do your fingers or whatever you do. And you're thankful for something. Exactly, exactly that. So that's the first bit, it's belief. Second bit, enjoy. Because if you don't enjoy, what's the point? You know, and as a school, you know, get kids to believe, but make sure they're enjoying themselves. You learn much more when you're enjoying what you're doing, right? hundred percent. If you're not enjoying what you're doing, find another. So if you're working for a boss where you're not enjoying your life, Go and find a leader where you can enjoy yourself. If you don't like ice cream and you don't like your boo-joo, boo-boo, whatever it's called, <laughs> no, but it's the same thing. If you don't enjoy that, why don't do it? Yeah. Don't go out there. Exactly. Exactly that. So believe, enjoy, succeed. That one's fairly obvious. It's about actually you know, achieving some kind of success. 
Now, to be fair, the definition of success is going to vary for different people. We've talked about my definition of success before. It's really, really simple. It's serenity. You know, it's peace of mind. I don't, for me personally, and this is just my opinion, I don't care what you've got if you're not comfortable being you. You can have, you know, two Bentleys on the driveway. You can have a swimming pool. You can have 15 houses. You, I, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm not impressed by the size of your bank account. I'm impressed by you as an individual when I meet you and you're at peace. And if you're not at peace with yourself, there's something missing. And as we know, we never know what goes on behind closed doors. And too many people we both know have got Bentleys and their home lives are absolutely shocking. And so I've now made the decision. I couldn't afford a divorce, she's told me. (laughs) So I'm going to be as happy as I can be with where I am and eat ice cream whenever I want. And I then have success in my own way, but I've still got a long way to go. But I'm having success and I'm succeeding in my mission. Yeah. And, and you, I mean, you are dead right. There are plenty of uh, gurus, for want of a better description, that can post pictures on Facebook and Instagram of themselves with, you know, cars, houses, watches. Doesn't mean that they can actually afford to pay for them. Doesn't mean that actually they're even theirs. You know, th- there's a lot of, uh, sadly, there's a lot of unscrupulous people that it's more about image than it is about reality. And for me, I would much prefer to deal with people who, like I say, are at ease being themselves and are in, in acceptance of who they are as a person. It's way more important than what you can afford to buy. So when we went out for a socially distanced barbecue on Saturday night with another couple who argue in public just like we argue in public. And it's just so funny, the two of us watching what we must look like. <laughs> because most of the time you go out with people and you think, are they really being genuine? Because I, I swear to God, anyone who's ever met me and my wife at any situation, within 10 minutes, people are going, I can't believe you're doing this in public. You know, it, we, you know is this what you're like? My, my wife is a therapist, I'm a coach. You'd think we've got our shit together. Uh, to a point we have, but we're like most normal human beings. We don't agree on every single thing, but we still go to bed. You wouldn't like be boring if you did. But people look at us and go, they're, they're surprised about openness and the way we communicate. But there was a younger Jew, a couple of people married 10, 15 years less than us, but with the same type of values, having the same type of arguments that we would have. And it was just lovely to watch us, thinking that's what it must look like. But we're still both succeeding, so we're happy. Yeah, and so then the, the last bit of the BEST, and I think you're going to like this one especially, right? Believe, enjoy, succeed together because you can't do it on your own and we've said this so many times in these episodes you know you you've got to do it for yourself you can't do it on your own and yeah as a school certainly my daughter's school is all about it's about having an inclusive culture it's about a family feel a set of family values really and everyone that's part of that school community feeling like they belong to that school that's probably because the head teacher is a leader not a boss without a doubt um, and, you know, I don't know if he listens to our podcast. He probably doesn't. But if he is listening, he's done a phenomenal job during the, you know, the challenging circumstances of 2020. Um, I, to say I've been impressed, and I work with a lot of leaders in industry and things, to say I've been impressed with the way he's handled it and dealt with some things is, is an understatement. But that togetherness is really key. If you arrive to your goal on your own, there's not much enjoyment. You know, Shackleton, his whole theory was, instead of, getting to Antarctic first, he brought his team home safely, never got there. You know, lots and lots of great endeavours 
it's someone's got there, but they've not all come home together. You know, winning the race on your own and you're looking back for your teammates. I love watching, you know, a relay race where the other three are egging, edging, egging, egging, edging, whatever the word is, to get to cross the line. You know, and my mate Chris Akibusi, you know, that whole story about Roger Black taking the first leg as the fastest person instead of the last leg because together the only way they'd beat the Americans is if they changed their lineup. Yeah, I mean, it's the greatest story, it's the greatest video. It was the 1991 World Championships. But the idea that together the only way they could beat the Americans was to change the lineup. And instead of Roger Blake getting the glory length coming in, Chris Akibusi takes it and, and he does a fantastic job. But together is a key word. I mean, the only way this podcast works, well, you could probably do a lot more without me, but the only way I can do a podcast, if I have a partner who together we've got material, we can put it together. I'm hoping that my new assessment tool will partner up on that and we'll get it out to the masses. You know, you've got to have a together partnership in your relationships, as you and I both know. We've both had ups and downs and all yep. this. Unless you're together as a team, it's really uh, and, hard. And if you're not on the same page, if you don't share a vision, if you don't share goals, if you don't share outcomes you're trying to achieve... They're not going to happen, right? Well, they can happen. The problem is, it's much, much harder, takes twice as long, and some people never get there because they don't see what it means to get there together. Yeah. So it's better to get to Bogner together than try and travel the world, but you're never going to get there because we're fighting about which, which route you're going to take. I've realised a long time ago that in order to get there, we need to go together. Yep. And in order to get to, to be together, we need to share and we need to be the best version of ourselves. I'm going to go a little bit spiritual, woo-woo for a moment, but I've spent a bunch of time in my life trying to kind of get an understanding of what my understanding of a higher power is, if that makes any sense. And for a while, I just decided it was Mother Nature. For me, you know, the thing that's bigger than me and everybody else was Mother Nature. And I happened to be sat in a, in a room one day for a meeting, and somebody had written the word together on a whiteboard. And I sat there looking at this together, together, together. And I, there was something about the meeting I was in that left me feeling really spiritual. And as I walked away, I looked at that whiteboard one more time and realized it said, to get her. As in, to get to something greater than self, we have to do it together. And that was, you know, for me, that was like, you know, like you get one of those moments, it's like, oh my God, did a bolt of lightning just come from the sky and hit me? Because it was like, for me, it was that that appreciation that to really achieve anything deep and meaningful, it's never been the things that I've done on my own. I've done things on my own that I'm proud of, but the things that have always meant the most has been when there's been a team around me, whether that's family, friends, people I'm working with, or whatever. It's always been a team thing. Even if it's been, you know, I'll give you a good example. When I ran an ultramarathon the very first time, it was me. I did the running. Okay, you know, I went, I went out and I ran 107 miles over four days, off-road, 13,500 feet of climb. I did that. But had there not been other people on that same course running alongside me, talking to me, talking to me in the campsites in the evening, I wouldn't have made it to the end. Well, you know, people had I, Yeah, had I not had family at home supporting me, supporting me through the training, and I would not have, I wouldn't have done it. So, although it was me that crossed the line and got the medal put around my neck, it wasn't only me that did the race. 
So that's really interesting because you said a bit spiritual. So I was very privileged to meet a guy called Martin Root, who was a spiritual trainer when I was working with Jack Canfield. And he said very often people say they can do it on their own. And at that point, he always says to someone, here's a flower, make another one. <laughs> so there, there is either a higher power or there's something else in the world. And together, whether it's your higher power who guides you, whether you have your near car crash and someone, something stops you. And sometimes, you know, we call them carrying sentences about God's way of staying anonymous and all the other stuff. But I will say that in everything that I've ever achieved... Someone has guided me, someone has supported me, someone has stopped me, and there are two times that I haven't listened have been two of my biggest financial cock-ups in my life. So I appreciate what people have done, and, and everyone says to me, well, they were great lessons. I nearly used the F word there, so I helped <laughs> them. But they were bloody expensive lessons, because ego got in the way, and do you know what ego really stands for? Edgy got out. Yep. And so we'll leave on a spiritual note that says, prayer in any language works. You don't get there on your own. There's a higher power or something else that's guiding you. Nature isn't just there on its own. It was created by someone, something, somebody. And male, female, whatever you want to call it, there is a power that supports us in our dream. And you don't have to tell anybody what it is. You just need to know deep inside of you, something is guiding you to where you want to get to. Well, this has gone a very different route to where I thought we <laughs> But I, I also think the other thing with that is, you know, listen to that voice. Because so often we already know the answer, we just ignore it. Well, that goes back to your gut, which is your second brain. Your vagus nerve, which goes down from your cortex down to your gut, is telling you. And statistically, if you write down in your gut diary, every decision your gut is telling you, and you followed it, life would be much simpler. Yeah. The problem is, we don't want to listen to it because we think we know better. Your gut knows 99% of the time what it is. And I look forward to seeing you on episode 95 next week. Have a great week. Stay safe. Remember, enjoy your life. Be the best version you can be. Be a leader. Don't be a boss. And thank you so much, indeed, Neil, for being a perfect partner. Uh, thank you, as always. And as always, don't forget to leave us a review and all that kind of good stuff. And we will catch you next week. Your best year.